What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Mad Mork Stories on podcast. That's right, coming to you live again from another sunny, beautiful blue sky day here in Silicon Valley. It's probably the mid-60s, uh, a lot warmer than it was about a couple hours ago when I woke up. And got a special podcast for you guys today. No interviews today, but we are going to be doing an interview in a couple of days from now. So I'll be posting that next week. So stay tuned for my next chief marketing officer or CMO interview. I think you guys are going to like it. I also hope that you caught the interview with uh, uh, Evernote's Andrew Malcolm, which I posted last week. That was absolutely awesome. And I want to thank Andrew and the team at Evernote for making that happen. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about motivation. And you know, I wrote a post about this on my blog a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that post is really entitled um, uh, the art of startup motivation, right? But the reality is that that post and today's podcast is not just about you know the art of startup motivation. The reality is all of us struggle with motivation, right? Whether you're a startup entrepreneur, whether you run, you run your own your own restaurant, or whether you you know um, I don't know drive an Uber or whatever it is that you do in life, we all have ups and downs. We all have instances where our motivation is high, other instances where our motivation plummets. And staying motivated is just kind of one of those things that we just got to deal with. And we have to, um, you know, confront that every day when we get up in the morning and think about how we keep ourselves going. So um, this podcast today is going to talk about two things. The first thing that it's going to talk about is, you know, the importance of motivation and, and how that helps us, which, you know, may sound intuitive, but hopefully there'll be a couple of nuggets in there for you. And the second part of the podcast, which might be more interesting for folks, is kind of like tips and tricks on staying motivated. And, you know... Um, as a startup guy and somebody who's worked in Silicon Valley, worked in tech and done a lot of crazy things over the years, uh, motivation has always been like one of those things that I keep front and center, not because it's a challenge, although sometimes it is, but more because, you know, it's something that I'm constantly working at and constantly curious about finding new ways to stay pumped uh, and to kind of keep the ball, uh, you know, moving forward, especially when I got to be rolling it uphill. So, um, why is motivation so important? Uh, you know, you know, the reality is kind of like, Motivation is key if you just want to get stuff done, right? So we, I've talked about this a lot in my previous posts, but you know, your ability to get shit done is kind of like really primarily motivated by your level of energy and kind of your outlook on life, right? And so, you know, whether it's kind of like you know writing those extra lines of code or making ten additional phone calls or you know staying late at work or you know making the the one hundredth investor pitch, you know, for your startup. Um, Ultimately, being able to be successful at anything is determined by your ability to get things done, right? Both for your ability to hit your own goals and also kind of like for your ability to motivate the people around you, right? And then when things get delayed and things aren't getting done, uh, it's not it's easy for your motivation to plummet because you don't see the results, right? And and that kind of like saps your your motivation and your energy. So Getting stuff done is is critical for any of us, right? In any aspect of our life, we need to keep the ball moving forward. Um, enrolling others is is really important, right? Uh, oftentimes, you know, whether you are coaching, you know, little league baseball, or whether you are, you know, uh, managing, you know, a, a team of uh, of engineers, or whether you're managing a sales team, or whether you're just trying to get anybody to do something else for you. Uh, this is one of the main things that I talk about often in my coaching is, you know, if you want to get other people to do things, you need to be able to stay motivated and you need to be able to motivate them. Right. And so particularly kind of like one of the things I found is very effective is when you are sharing your goals with others, 
uh, and you're able to get them excited about what you're doing, um, you know, you basically enroll them as passengers, you know, on your journey, right? And I think the passenger metaphor is an interesting one, right? And if you think about it, if you were flying a plane, to some degree, you would be even more motivated to get that plane safely to its destination if it was full of other people besides just yourself. You know, naturally, there's the the instinct for self-preservation, right? Which we all have, and we want to get to the destination. We don't want to crash the plane. We want to land safely. But if you've got a hundred people with you who are all kind of trusting you, and they're all equally, you know, anxious and and excited about getting to that destination, right? Particularly if they're going on holidays, since we're in the month of June and school is coming to a close. Um, you have an added responsibility, right? And so the key, particularly if you're, you know, you're managing a team or or you're you're leading people, is when you when your motivation suffers, it's much harder to enroll other people because they don't see you as excited. And the flip side is also true: when they see you gung ho and excited and full of energy, it makes it easier um, for those people to listen to you, to pay attention, to step up, and to do their their part of the work when uh, when the going gets tough, right? Um, what uh, why else is motivation important well you know it's really important in terms of getting gaining momentum right in in anything that you're doing right and sometimes you know have you ever gotten into this groove where like the more you succeed at something the easier it gets right um it's kind of really weird right so i i had that recently kind of like where you know i was just you know uh having a couple of really really good conversations with with folks who are going to be potential clients and all of a sudden i was like had one not had two had three requests for proposals, like within the span of just, you know, a day or two, right? And so you have that momentum going. And when you're really motivated, um, it's easier to maintain that momentum, right? And, and when you lose motivation, sometimes it's obviously the momentum slows, and then that has an effect on your ability to deliver on your goals, but also on the ability of others to deliver on their goals, right? Um, Gaining momentum, like, you know, when you're in a startup is particularly important because it also affects kind of your ability to make new hires, potentially get investment, you know, keep your product development process going, right? So, you know, when you have that motivation and when you're fired up, it's easier to maintain that momentum. The flip side of that is when you have that motivation and your motivation and your momentum slows, it's easier to get the roll, the ball rolling again and get that momentum going again, right? Um, you know, speaking of startups, obviously kind of you know, motivation is key when you're talking about building a better product, right? Um, and, or, or launching a new service. And what, why does, why does that matter? Why is that the case? Well, you know, simply speaking, you know, let's say that you're going through like the fifth iteration of the software that you've been developing, right? Or, or the prototype of something that you've been building, the more motivated you are, the more likely you are to kind of, you know, not quit when the going gets tough, right? The more likely you are to spend those extra couple of hours, you know, making sure that um, that all the bugs, you know, have been identified and fixed or making sure that the prototype is working correctly, right? Um, you know, the, the greater your attention to detail, the more focused you are on making sure that you're providing the best possible product experience, right? So motivation is key there because, you know, what you'll find is you're also able to inspire others to go that extra mile right uh and making sure that the product that you are putting out to market is as good as it can be right so again we talked about how important motivation is enrolling others uh into your vision and into your project um that enrollment is equally important when you're talking about product development because of course you know unless you know it's a really really simple product 
or unless you're a genius, you know, chances are that you have hired other people or you're managing other people to build this product uh, for you, right? So the ability to stay motivated and high energy and inspire others is critical to getting other people to make a product that's even better than it was before or than what your competitors have in the market. Um, sales, right? Every one of us is always selling stuff, right? No matter what we work in, even if we don't have like, you know, a, an official sales job, the reality is kind of like life is all about selling, right? You're always selling stuff. Think about it. You know, when you come home in the evening and, you know, you're having a conversation with your wife about whether you want to have chicken or beef, to some extent, it sounds stupid to say, but that's a sales job, right? You, you are trying to convince the other person of your point of view. When you're trying to get your kids to go to bed early, you know, you want them to get to bed at six o'clock in the evening instead of eight so that you can have some time with your spouse. That is a sales job, right? When you are talking to your boss about a promotion, that's a sales job. When you're talking to a client about extending a contract, that's a sales job. Any, you know, uh, situation where you have to convince somebody to do something which is not necessarily inherently in their best interest or which benefits you, you know, that is the act of selling. And motivation is critical when it comes to that. You know, think about any situation where you've had somebody either call you up or you're in a store or you're at a dealership thinking about buying a new car. I mean, imagine what it's like if the salesperson's not motivated, right? If they kind of like, you know, slouch over to you hunched over and they're kind of like, hey, man, you want to buy a new car? It's like that. No, that's that's not exciting. That's not going to make me want to engage and have a conversation with this person. I'm not going to I'm not going to be willing to buy something for them. Right. So. You know, being in a situation kind of like where you're you're high energy, you're excited, you're enthusiastic. Again, different people manifest that excitement and that energy differently. So I'm not saying you know you have to be somebody that you're not, but definitely when your motivation is high, um, your ability to convince other people to do something or to sell something to them is going to be much higher, right? And I see that in my work. When I enter, you know, a relationship with somebody or when I, where I'm trying to get somebody to do something, if I'm high energy and smiling and feeling good and feeling positive, it's generally much easier for me to get things done, right? It's generally much easier for me to quote unquote, sell what it is that I want that person to do, right? So high motivation, greater likelihood of selling stuff. Um, curiosity, you know, this is an interesting one, but the reality is kind of like, when we're when we're more motivated, when we're high energy, we are generally more curious about things, right? It's really weird. It's kind of the opposite is also true. Kind of like I find that when my energy is sagging and when my motivation's not quite there, I'm just not as curious. You know, I'm not really looking for new and different and innovative and maybe harder ways to do things, right? I'm kind of like more likely to, you know continue down the path that's already trodden, right? To try try the same old, same old stuff. When my motivation is high, well, you know, then, you know, I'm much more curious. I'm going to do more research. I'm going to explore different ways of doing things. I'm going to talk to more people. I'm going to ask more questions. Um, you know, that's particularly imp important when you're coaching people because, you know, when you're coaching people, a large part of a successful coaching is asking the right questions. It's being curious, right? So when I find when I'm motivated, when my energy is high, I'm listening better. I'm asking more questions. I'm more curious about what my clients are thinking and why they might be thinking those things. Right. So staying curious, you know, is something that that's just a, a part of human nature. That's what makes us human is our ability to stay curious and want to do things differently and explore innovative new ways to solve problems.
and you know, your motivation does directly impact um, your ability to be curious, right? So, okay, so obviously motivation is good, right? Uh, Well-established fact, that's kind of intuitive. So how do we stay motivated? Like what's, what are effective tools and strategies to stay motivated? Well, you know, one thing, and this kind of sounds like a little bit idealistic, but you know, the thing that I found really, really helps me is staying true to my purpose, right? So, you know, let's think back to our plane analogy earlier where we talk about the captain, you know, flying the plane. Um, you know, how do you reach your destination unless you really know where you're going, right? It's like you would never get a, on a plane that says, oh, we're just going to randomly fly around and then we're just going to land somewhere that hopefully is a nice place for a vacation. No, you, you, you buy a ticket, you have a certain destination in mind, you're going to Hawaii, you're going to Florida, you're going to, to LA, you're going to New York, you're going to whatever, you have a clear destination. When you have a destination in your life, when you really know what your purpose is, and when you're ex excited about that, when that is like the singular thing that you're focused on, that is much easier to stay focused, you know? And, and one of the things that I find with a lot of people that I talk to, whether they end up, you know, working with me or not, is a lot of people, you just ask them like, well, what do you want? And they just have this blank stare. They just don't know what they want. They don't know what the end goal is. They don't know what their purpose is. And so when you don't have that and, you know, life throws some curveballs at you, well, then things are going to get hard, right? Then it's harder for you to stay motivated. You know, if I think that like, you know, my purpose is, you know, to help inspire millions of people to find the careers that they love. Well, yeah, when things get tough and, you know, I wake up and, you know, things haven't been going my way that day or that week or wherever, or I'm feeling sore, um, or things are just a little bit gloomy. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that I have a clear sense of purpose keeps me focused and it keeps me motivated. Right. So finding your purpose, you know, uh, gets you through kind of like what I call the treadmill of life. And when things get tough, you know, you can kind of draw on, on uh, that inspiration to kind of keep going. Right. Um, developing smart goals. You know, that's that's another tactic, which I think, you know, really successful do people do is, you know, they have daily goals that they set themselves. They have weekly goals. They have monthly goals. They have quarterly goals. They have yearly goals. And more importantly, these are smart goals. Right. So when I mean when I talk about smart, you know, smart is an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, accountable, relevant and time bound. Right. So. You know, having a goal is one thing, but, you know, making sure that you know exactly what that goal is and how you measure it and who owns that goal, how important it is and by when you need to get it done, that matters more. Right. So if I say, for example, well, you know, I want to, you know, I would like, you know, my coaching business to generate whatever, $50,000 a month. Well, then I know that I need to have, you know, X number of conversations and of those conversations, Y number of those conversations need to lead to proposals. And of those proposals, you know, Z proportion or percent of those proposals will actually turn into paying customers. And it's the same for anything that you're doing in your life, right? Whether you're training to do, you know, uh, a marathon or whether you are building a business or whether you are, you know, working in a company for somebody else. You know, the more that we have clear goals of what we need to do, then the more motivated we are, particularly when we're achieving those goals. Right. So that's the other part where goal setting is so important. You know, when I talk about, um, 
smart goals, right? Making sure that those goals are specific, i.e., okay, if I want to, you know, do that marathon in six months, well, you know, I've got to run X number of miles per day, right? So you know exactly how specific the goal is. I'm the one who's running, right? Not somebody else. So it's accountable. I'm accountable to myself. It's relevant because, you know, if I'm running every week, well, that's going to help me, you know, achieve my goal of running that marathon. And I know that there's a set number of miles that I have to run every day, every week, every month until I get there, right? So, you know, the important thing about goal setting, which I think makes it really difficult for some people is, you know, some people have these crazy ideas where they set goals, um, like New Year's resolutions, right? Great example. New Year's resolution, like, you know, Jan 1st and you're drinking the champagne, you're like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year, right? And it, and and you're like weighing 350, right? Um, that may be totally achievable, but one of the things that people fail in doing is they fail to break down these goals into like much smaller bite-sized goals, right? So for example, this weekend I did a century ride and a century ride is where you ride 100 miles in a day in this particular ride, it was 100 miles and 10,000 feet of climbing. Um, I've been training for that for two years, right? I was supposed to do it last year and then I got injured, so I couldn't do it. But I've been training basically all year to do that. And I know that to do that, I needed to ride X number of miles per week and per month and per year. And so I set myself a goal and I said, okay, well, you know, I'm going to ride, you know, 2,000 miles this year, right? And, and I'm going to do X number of thousands of feet of climbing. And so I broke those goals down by, by quarter, by month, by week, by day. And so that makes it much more digestible, right? I'm able to do these things like, you know, day in, day out. And the same thing goes with anything that you want to do, whether it's kind of like building a business or losing weight or running, you know, if you break it down into bite-sized chunks, um, it's not as formidable a goal as if you say, I'm going to lose hundred pounds. Right. If you break it down, you say, OK, well, you know, I'm going to lose 100 pounds by the end of the year. That means I got to lose, you know, X number of pounds, you know, every every three months or Y number of pounds every month. Um, you break it down, it becomes much more digestible. And then more importantly, as you hit those goals, you build confidence. Right. And you build confidence, you become more motivated. And so, you know, you may have days where you don't hit your goals, but because you've been building this reservoir of confidence, you've been staying motivated, you're able to keep going. Okay, so developing smart goals, um, that's something that's worked for me and works for a lot of people. The next uh, trick to stay motivated, um, and I'm totally uh, ripping this off from uh, a guy called Les Brown. Uh, Les Brown, if you haven't uh, heard any of his stuff on YouTube or, or on the web, is considered kind of like one of the world's best motivational speakers. Uh, and he says something in one of his talks, uh, which I heard on YouTube recently, which I really liked which is basically surround yourself with OQP. And OQP stands for only quality people, right? So surround yourself with OQP. That is absolutely so true. I mean, the reality is that most of us are a product of our environment. We're a product of the people that we surround ourselves with. One of the reasons why so many people come to Silicon Valley to do tech startups and to work in technology isn't just because the weather is great and there's like, a whole bunch of venture capital money here um, and you have great universities like Berkeley and Stanford, it's because there's so many talented people and because most people want to be surrounded with other talented people because they learn from those people and because they push each other and they raise the bar. And so what you find is when you're surrounding yourself with OQP, when you're surrounding yourself with those quality people, 
um, that forces you to work harder. That forces you to raise the bar for yourself. That forces you to go the extra mile. Uh, when I did this century ride this weekend, the fact that there was probably, I don't know, another hundred or 200, no, there was another hundred bikers doing the, the hundred mile ride. That was, that helped motivate me. I mean, this was one of the toughest things that I've ever done physically. Um, and God knows my legs are still feeling it today. But um, but the fact that I was surrounded by these other people who who were riders and a number of these guys had done century rides before, uh, that helped motivate me. That helped kind of like keep me fired up and it helped me through that the, the stretch of those last 10 miles, which were really grueling, right? So um, that's another motivational trick, surround yourself with OQP. Um, the next one, which I really like, kind of like goes, it goes together with OQP. It goes, it goes together with this idea of surrounding yourself with quality people. It's you know, coming up with your smart goals is one thing, but what I found and, and most motivational speakers will tell you this and most coaches will tell you this and most successful people will tell you this is your goals are one thing, but your goals are not as meaningful unless you share them, right? Let me repeat that. Your goals are not as meaningful unless you share them. When you share your goals, you make yourself accountable, not just to yourself, but to other people. And it's insane how powerful this is, right? It's kind of like, I've been telling people for a year that I'm going to do this century ride. I've been talking about it so much that people are sick of hearing it. They're like, yeah, yeah, we know you're going to do a century ride, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But, you know, the fact that I told so many people about this and the fact that I was training about it was kind of like a tool that I used to psych myself up. And uh, so, you know, when you share your goals, particularly if they're really ambitious goals, and you enroll others, you know, you'll find that when you're trying to do something that's really incredibly hard, people get fired up about that. Like people want you to succeed, especially like your close friends and your family. Yeah, they may think, wow, losing 100 pounds is like, that's gonna be really, really hard or doing a marathon is gonna be really, really hard or building a company is gonna be really, really hard. But the fact is that, you know, even though they might be afraid for you, um, my father was a little bit concerned, you know, I mean, I, he knows I, I ride quite a bit. You know, I'd probably do 50, 60 miles every week, but this was never something I had done. And look, the reality is also I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken, right? I'm not 25 years old anymore. I'm 46. I'm probably in the best shape of my life, but still doing, doing hundred miles, you know, and 10,000 feet of climbing is, is quite a feat. And, and he was worried, you know, but, but I had told him I was going to do this and he was rooting for me and he was sending me text messages and my friends were sending me text messages. And then when I got to the end and you know, did the old post on Facebook, everybody was really excited. And oh, my God, it's so awesome. Sharing your goals with people works, guys. It's it's it, it makes you accountable, it forces you to do it. People want you to succeed, people get fired up about the stuff that you're trying to do. And, and like, when you get to the top of that mountain, man, when I finished that century route, I got to tell you, it was so awesome. And I felt so great. And I felt even better by the fact that I was able to share all that. And I was able to enroll other people in my success. So Come up with smart goals, but share those goals with others, okay? Um, develop a killer routine. I mean, you know, the reality is kind of like one of the reasons people fail with their goals, uh, and none of us are perfect, and we all have days where we're like, oh, shit, you know, you get out of bed, and you're like, oh, I just want to sleep another half hour, or oh, I just don't want to go to the gym today. You know, if you develop a routine, you know, the research shows that on average it takes about 14 days for us to form a new habit, right? So whether you're trying to kick coffee or whether you're trying to go to the gym or go to yoga or whatever, 
um, you'll find that, you know, once you develop that routine, it gets easier and easier to easier to stick with it. So routines are key, particularly when you have really tough goals, right? But you'll find the combination of knowing your purpose, um, creating smart goals, sharing those smart goals, and then getting into a routine where like day in, day out, you're pounding through this stuff. That really helps. Like for me, you know, for example, today's Tuesday, right? Typing Tuesdays. I call them typing Tuesdays because every Tuesday I create content and, and I create blog posts and podcasts. And, you know, so my routine kind of like on Tuesdays typically looks like, you know, I'm up at 6 a.m., uh, I bike, you know, my 10 miles, you know, uh, from 6 a.m. to like uh, 6.15 to 7.15. Then I take an ice cold shower and have, you know, breakfast and dress. And, you know, if if every if any of you are remotely curious about the benefits of ice cold showers, I'm totally a, a convert on that. There's a lot of research that shows why ice cold showers are awesome, including the fact that, you know, they, they stimulate the blood flow and really wake up your body. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the details of why ice cold showers are, are awesome, but trust me, they are. Um, then at 8.30 in the morning, I do my gratitude journal. Then by 9 a.m., I'm doing my podcast. By 10.45, I'm doing my blog my blog posts. Uh, at 12, I'm having lunch with a client or a friend. At 1.30, I'm, having, I'm doing content syndication SEO and on and on and on and on and on, right? So I'm not going to go through my whole routine, but I have a routine. It's in my calendar. Um, it's pretty much the same every Tuesday. And then I leave myself a margin for error and things do move. Things do change, right? But the reality is, I have a schedule and I try and stick to that schedule as much as possible. Do I stick to that schedule flawlessly? Hell no. There are times where it just doesn't work out, but I do have a schedule and you find that having a schedule keeps you focused and it makes it easier to deliver on those goals, right? One of the things that's worth pointing out here is that um, I try and take breaks every 90 minutes or so. And there's a really good reason for that. It's not that I'm a slacker and I want to take a break. It's basically that there's a lot of research uh, and you can look this up on Google, whatever you can do a search, but there's a lot of research that basically says that 90 minutes is kind of like the maximum amount of time that we can like focus our brain on doing any one kind of thing at peak performance. Right. And, you know, if you look at how athletes train or like, you know, how violinists and musicians um, practice, you'll find that there's a lot of commonality there. It's like after 90 minutes, we just start to lose effectiveness, right? And you get diminishing returns to scale. So do yourself a favor, whatever it is, if you want to take a break after 45 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever, but generally after 90 minutes, you know, it's good to stretch, go for a walk, do some yoga, do some meditation, go, you know, go out and have a coffee with a colleague, whatever. Um, just get off your butt and do something. And even if it's only five, 10 minutes, just it's good to kind of disconnect your brain and then get back to whatever you're doing. Um, my next one's kind of one of my favorites because it's 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 so underrated here in Silicon Valley. And I, I think actually in, in the US, this is like a big problem. Um, sleep, right? Pretty basic guys. Uh, and, and, and you know, if you have any common sense whatsoever or have done any research, you know how important sleep is. But you know, I actually did some research on this and, um, and it, there's a lot of scientific evidence that actually having less sleep makes you dumber, okay? Um, there's an article um, on Business Insider that, that, I, that, I, re that I read um, where they were basically interviewing a sleep expert, which is a guy called Matthew Walker. He's a, he's a professor at, at Berkeley. Uh, and he's, he's um, a professor of neuroscience and author of a book called Why We Sleep. And he says that actually, you know, um, 
lack of sleep uh, causes kind of increase in, increase in blood pressure, increases in the chances of getting cancer, low levels of amnesia, which is probably due to our inability to create new memories, um, and increases the risk of developing Alzheimer's, right? Um, he also says in his research that extreme levels of wakefulness, i.e. When you're, when you're awake for more than 16 hours without sleep, basically acts as low-level brain damage, right? So the reality is kind of like, and this is a message to anybody, whether you're, you know, again, driving a cab or working on Wall Street or working in a tech startup or starting your own company or you're, you're a factory worker or whatever, juggling multiple jobs, do yourself a favor and get six or seven hours of sleep. Uh, you know, your, your body and, and the rest of your life and the people around you will thank you for it. You know, you, you gotta, you have to stop being masochistic and, 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 you know, in the case of some people stop trying to be so cool. It's not cool not to sleep. It's, it's actually really not cool. It's actually pretty dumb. Um, you know, I, I try and sleep six or seven hours uh, a night and I can really tell on my level of motivation and energy the next day. If I haven't slept enough, I'm just like, I'm in a shitty mood. I don't have the same level of energy. Everything looks a little bit more gray. I'm just not as pumped, right? And so my motivation's not there and I'm not as effective during the day. So, you know, get up a little bit earlier and go to sleep a little bit earlier. And, you know, if you're able to kind of seize the morning, you know, you win the day, right? Um, the next one is kind of like one of my, and there's only two more, okay? So, um, but I think these are worthwhile tips. And for some of you, it may be obvious. And for some of you, hopefully these are new, but uh, one of my favorites is music, right? And I think a, a lot of us have experienced this. I'm a huge fan of this, but basically it's been widely proven that, you know, having the right amount of music, the right kind of music at the right moments really gives us a boost. Now, you know, in my case, I'm a, I'm an EDM, I'm an electronic dance uh, music junkie. So, you know, I listen to a lot of like house music and trance and stuff like that. And I really find that, you know, for certain kinds of work that I'm doing, like, for example, when I'm writing blog posts, um, you know, it really helps me to be listening to certain kind of music. It really fires me up and it gives me energy and it, it gives me like I think about my content differently. I feel more creative. I get more enthusiastic. I, I write stuff that's more authentic. I get more emotional about my writing. So, you know, everybody responds differently to music uh, and everybody responds differently in terms of what kind of music they like and when they can use music and when they can't. Like, for example, I cannot listen to any music if I'm doing Excel spreadsheets and crunching numbers or writing a business plan. Right. Things that are or where I have to do strategy work and really think about, you know, something strategically, then music doesn't work for me. Um, but you'll find that using different kind of music for different type of functions and things that you're doing throughout the day can can. It can either fire you up and give you a lot of motivation, or you can, on the flip side, if you're using, you know, uh, ambient music, or if you're using um, new age music, it can kind of, you know, towards the end of the day or before you're going to sleep, it can like bring you down gently, right? It can kind of soothe things and chill you out and relax you, right? So music, I think, is is a big trick in staying motivated, and uh, you can use it, you know, throughout the day for different kinds of things that you're doing. Last but not least, uh, trick from Mad Mork. Uh, this is a new one that I've been trying, and actually I found it to be surprisingly effective. I think it'll work for some people. I don't think it'll work for others. But one of the things I found pretty helpful is actually motivational videos on YouTube. Um, and like I said, this is this is not this is kind of probably not news to some people. It's, it wasn't news to me. I know that these things have been around for a long time, but 
you know, I found a channel called Motivation Madness and uh, they have all sorts of videos, which are kind of like mashups of guys like Tony Robbins and Les Brown and uh, Morgan Freeman and, and a whole bunch of other people talking about pursuing your dreams and motivation and hard work and staying focused. It sounds cheesy. I, I know it sounds cheesy because I thought it sounded cheesy. I was like, yeah, whatever. When I heard about this, um, but actually surprisingly, it's it's been very effective for me. Like I'll listen to the stuff as I get up in the morning or as I'm taking my freezing cold shower, I'll listen to it. Um, and hearing some of these guys talk, you know, especially people who have been wildly successful, um, it can fire you up. You know, it can definitely provide that extra boost when you need it. And, you know, when things are tough, you know, the cool thing about all these videos is they're all available, you know, on on uh, online and, you know, whether you're on your phone, you know, and you're maybe stuck in traffic and you're pissed off or whatever, or you just had a shitty day and you're going home to your, to your family, you know, listening to these videos, even for like five, 10 minutes can fire you up. Um, and so I've definitely found that it's, it's been helpful for me. Obviously, you know, you're not going to hit your kind of like super ambitious goals and satisfy your purpose just by, you know, watching motivational videos, right? So it's called a spade a spade. You, you have to put in the work you have to structure your goals. You have to find your purpose. You have to um, enroll other people into your 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 goals. And then, you know, basics like having your routine, eating right, sleeping right, listening to music uh, and the motivational videos can definitely help a lot. So anyway, folks, um, look, I hope this has been really useful. I know it's kind of like one of these, you know, random, okay, how do we stay motivated uh, talks, but um, I've been thinking about this a lot because obviously kind of like being in startup land and being through going through all the stuff I've gone through, I've definitely had my challenges. I know a number of you out there also have your own challenges when it comes to staying motivated. So I hope these tips have helped. Um, and, you know, let me know kind of uh, in comments on the blog if um, if you have any questions or thoughts or your own opinions about stuff. As always, um, you can check out my blog posts on www.madmork.com slash blog. That's madmork, M-A-D-M-O-R-K.com slash blog. Uh, obviously, you can also check out my website, madmork.com. If you're a senior marketing person and you know, you're interested in applying to uh, consider me as a coach, um, let's have a chat. You can always send me an email, patrick at madmork.com or just book some time on my website or my Facebook page. Always love to hear from people and have interesting conversations. And uh, my Facebook page is www.facebook.com slash madmorkstories. Uh, and there I have not only all my posts, and of course I repost all the um, the interviews that I have with CMOs and some of these podcasts, but I also do the live streams of the live events that I do. Um, so check those out, like the page. You'll get notified when I'm doing a live stream event. There's some cool stuff going on. Uh, we have like a live stream event happening next Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Wish you an awesome day. Stay motivated, stay focused, use those tips and rock on. Take care, guys. See you later. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.